Good afternoon, the back community. Uh, thank you as always for staying involved. Thank you for staying engaged. Uh, we are in season four of the Back Community Podcast, and you know this uh, season's theme is uh, Dream Bigger. Uh, today's guest is someone uh, uh, who is in the field of dreams. He he, he creates dreams, so he definitely uh, uh, has big dreams, and it is his aspirations that actually uh, uh, allow the two of us uh, to connect. Uh, but today's guest on the Back Community Podcast is Jeffrey Durastant, but all you guys know him as JD, the Global Connector, and we're going to get more into that nickname and let the world know uh, uh, how JD came to be. Uh, but first things first, I just want to say, JD, thank you for being on the Back Community, and I look forward to diving into your story, bro. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the warm intro, the amazing intro, man. I I feel like wow. Now I definitely gotta I got reach a whole nother level. He said this guy create dreams. Oh man, it's this guy another level now. Hey, listen, it was it's, it 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 was dope, and you know, uh, for for everybody uh, uh who doesn't know, you know, uh, I I came into contact with JD up in Reading, Pennsylvania. Shout out to my uh, brothers in laws. Uh, uh, Nider and Chris up there, they were just like, Yo, Ty, man, we got we got one of our boys, man, you gotta meet him. Yo, yo, yo you gotta meet him. So, when I finally uh met JD, J, uh, JD and I exchanged information and got on a phone call, but um, uh, he invited me out to an event that he was having up in Reading, Pennsylvania, that was so dope, right? And it was called Bosses and Brunch, if I remember right. And I watched this guy uh bring a, a room together of, of, of realtors, event planners. Uh, uh, entrepreneurs, everyone trying to get into this particular space. And it was at that moment where I realized, you know, how special this guy really was because moving the crowd is a hard thing to do. Everybody thinks that they can do it until you get put on the Budweiser hot seat and you realize how hard it is trying to please a whole room of people. But you did that, you put on for the city of Reading uh, and it was a beautiful outing. And and from that, you know, floors the relationship between JD and I. Um, but um, you know, I know I, I'm giving you my flowers early, but I'm also I want to give you the opportunity. My very first question I always ask everybody uh, on the back community is really giving you a chance to introduce uh, yourself to my audience. So my first official question for you, JD, is uh, 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 what kind of work do you do? Uh, tell us a little bit uh, more about JD. Here's your opportunity to tell the back community more about you. Well, thank you, T, man. Wow, man. I, I, I feel, <laughs> yes. I feel, I feel electrified. You know, I feel the power of everything that you're saying, man. And it just inspires me more to, to do it uh, on a bigger level. You know, sometimes you're doing things, you don't know how big it's going to be. When I mm -hmm. when I was the, the bosses and brunch, and, you know, we could talk about it a little bit later. But I remember saying to myself, I remember saying, yo, you know what? Let's get 50 people in a room. And then I remember saying to myself, like, come on. And I, I I just thought it for one second. I was like, you know, we could do 50. And then I, I remember I said it to my assistant, who at the time we were planning the event. We came with the event like, like this. I was in a meeting. Someone said something about, like, yo, you guys have the power and able to do all different type of things. It was a work meeting. And I was like, man, I could, I've done that already. And I'm like, yo, I could do events. I've done it. And I'm like, oh, what if we could get 150 people in the room? At first, I thought, I was like, yo, let's go for 150. She was like, yo, that's easy. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right, bet. We're doing 150. And yo, and, and how it came about, we we actually got more than a, a 150 people in that room. But, you know, to 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 say to you, man, you know, it, it's you have to definitely dream bigger. Mm -hmm. And I earned that the more pressure you not add on yourself, but that you pressure you add on your dreams, the more pressure you add on your vision, the bigger it can get, the bigger it will get. And, you know, you just put the pressure not on you, but on the vision itself. You know, how can how can it be greater? How can that vision add value to everyone else? How can everyone else benefit from it? I think that's what makes things go further and, and, you know, add more value. And that's how we connect with, with others, you know? 
So to, to tell people a little bit about myself, thank you, the back community, for for everything that you guys do, for how the support you have for a great brother here. I I am a loan officer. Uh, started off as a loan officer. Now I've grown into a funding consultant where I fund businesses, where I fund deals, I fund um mortgages so whether it's a commercial mortgage whether it's residential i i look for funding for those deals whatever the deal is whether it's someone buying a business or someone looking to refinance a business whatever it is that they're looking for it can be intricate sometimes it's really special cases um we look for this type of funding for for those type of things that's what i do i'm also now getting into the space of really tapping into the real estate space i've been in a real estate space as a loan officer but now i'm tapping in as as an investor as a wholesaler and learning that particular aspect of the game which has been really changing my views of things and how i look at things and you know i, I guess you can say i i uh, the big thing that I, other thing that i do is I, i'm the global connector so i create Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> i connect I connect people, I connect businesses, I connect value together. I, I bring it all in one platform and, and I create events out of what I do on a regular basis. You know, I like to connect people. I like for people to have a great time. I like for people to uh, take their visions and their, and their purpose to another level. So I always say, you know, how can I take you to another level if I don't provide the platform for it? And not only that, but if I don't educate you, if I don't tell you, hey, you know, you should have the right mindset. You should have the your mental health need to be right. Your health, your physical health need to be right. What's the point of me getting you a loan to start a business? Yeah, I'm helping you to start a business to get into your purpose. But if you don't have the mental health and the health for it, then I'm, I'm doing you a disservice because now you're going to start something that you can't deliver. You, you're going to fail. You're going to fail us because you fulfill your role and your purpose because you didn't have the health so well, that's one thing i always try my best to include in everything i do the health aspect because you know I, for the last 10 years i've been a personal trainer and 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 that that aspect never leave anything that i'm doing no matter no matter what the business is you know i i train my ceo now you know mm. him and i train every day we, st we started out twice a week mm. started out like y'all, I'm gonna do twice a week. Then it went to three times a week, and now we train five times a week, same day, same time, every day, you know. And that that health aspect, that mental uh, aspect to it, has to be in everything that we do. It's what drives purpose, drives us to a whole nother level. Facts, facts, and one and one shout out to uh, is it is it uh, uh, Bishando? Yeah, Bishando? Bishando Warrior. You know, because fitness fitness is everything, right? So you know, I just started a challenge with. Um, uh, a, a good brother of mine um, uh, 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 who shares dad roles with me for my oldest son, Christian. But we just started a fitness uh, uh, a journey. He texted me yesterday. He's like, Todd, man, let's let's do this push-up challenge. I'm like, I don't want no challenge. Leave me alone. I don't want no challenge. But uh, uh, we started a challenge uh, uh, together, and it's a certain certain number we're trying to meet every day on uh, on just uh, just on push-ups. But fitness is everything, man. And it's not just the physical physical aspect of it. And I think a lot of times people only look for the benefits physically, but what it does to your energy, what it does to your mental. And I tell people, I'm always at my best when I'm reading and working out. You you don't want no part to Tyrell if I'm reading and working out. I'm 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 playing chess at that point. So yeah, I know how big that fitness thing is. As you like to say, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's big, man. It's big. And you crazy you said that. Cause I I one aspect I, I have been I, I was lacking at you know, and we got to be transparent all the way through is, is the reading aspect. And I just started getting back into reading again. And I'm like, yo, when I'm reading, it's it's something about a, a reading and, and, and being attentive. It, 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 it drives you to look at information different and it drives you to apply information differently than just I'm a big person on on visual. So I like listening stuff a lot i like watching a lot of documentaries i like watching a whole bunch of stuff that i'd rather be educated that way a lot of times mm -hmm. reading reading when i'm reading man like you said it's it's you you get you 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 think different you know nice. you start things different and you deliver things different too and it's crazy because it sets you apart uh very easily because not everyone takes to reading but there's so many different ways you can read you can get an audio book now 
And it's just like your your regular conversation, your regular interaction with other people just changes. It's just like, you know, be like, well, well, damn, JD, I didn't know you knew about that. Be like, actually, I know a lot more than what you think that I know, you know, so, you know, so it's, it's always nice to have that in the back pocket, man. But let me see, man. I, I know your path, uh, uh, your path to get to where you are currently. Uh, you know, uh, you've done, uh, we touched on fitness uh, a little bit, you know, um, you know, I know that uh, you're a funding consultant now about to open up bigger, uh, bigger doors and bigger uh, uh, opportunities in the terms of dreams and in the field of dreams and in the world of real estate. But, you know, one of the things, you know, I definitely wanted to, I couldn't wait to get you on here to talk about was, you know, your walk with God. You know, I believe at one point, you know, uh, um, you had uh, dedicated, um, uh, some years to, uh, to, uh, to that particular ministry as well. Uh, so you've, uh, you've had several different walks and different ministries that has gotten you to this point. Uh, and I want to, and I want to dissect it a little bit only because, like I said, I think it's important. Sometimes people see our finished product. So they might look at you today and be like, like look at JD today. But I think the ingredients or the substance that had made you to be is very important too. And I can only imagine a huge part of it is, is God. So tell me about that, man. How, how, how has your walk with God been? Uh, uh, and, 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 and what was that journey like for you being, uh, uh, being a part of the church? Yeah, man. You know, I, you know, being born in Haiti, you know, you know, that's what I say, that's what I say. you know, we, we know is, but they say Ligli's liquor lakai, you know, and, and and really is you know church, home, and school. That's it, you know. Those three, <laughs> <laughs> that's the three foundation. Uh, you know, most Haitians, eighty percent, eighty five percent. I might even say ninety five percent. All of us know that right there. That three mm. found is is very vital. But you know, um, I, you know, started from young, man. My mom was just, you know dragging me to church you know uh, every time you know i'm she's going to church she's going something and our church was far it's not like it was like mm. around church was far you know when i think about that walk we were walking you know i say five to six miles uh, you know up and back going 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 to church you know but we would you know my mom was taking me there I, from ever since i can remember from two three you know on up you know and my story with with my relationship in term with god started out early started out early when you know i was born with a tumor so mm. i was in, what ended up happening is they end up finding the tumor so when i was mm. born i was fine and along the way when i got to i was just a month old they end up finding a tumor i started not being able to eat throwing up foaming at the mouth you know mm. and to the point where my mom thought i was gonna die a lot of people would come visit me they're like yo this kid is dying mm. and you know, a long story short, my dad is in the U.S. My mom is and I are in Haiti. My family, some of my family members are, are in Haiti with us. They all take me to the hospital. And, you know, they're like, hey, this tumor, he has to have surgery. You know, boom, I have the surgery. And then I'm dead on the table, T. Like, there's, there's no nothing. There's no mm. breathing, no heartbeat, nothing. I am gone. And, you know, they, 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 they start calling for my mother. My mother ran out the, 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 the surgery room. And, you know, she, she said she just hid under a crib and she's just, you know, praying out, crying out to God, like, God, if you take, you give me the son, I'm going to take him wherever I go. You know, I, at this point, all the nurses, all the doctors, everyone that was important, with, you know, all the white coats, all the yeah. white coats running in there you know and they're poking me with needles you know at the time we talk about this is in the 90s there's no you know you can't do this to to to, mm. to don't have those equipments yet and plus we're in the third world you know we're not that you know level up in the technology yet but you know i, I i'm grateful and thankful because after she did that prayer that's when i screamed mm. so for a long time and then a lot of times i have you know, telling that story or just me sitting there thinking about all the stuff I've been through, knowing that like, yo, I'm here for a purpose, on purpose, for a purpose, you know? Right. So I, that's one of my favorite lines, on purpose, for a purpose. So I realized it's, it's not by accident, you know, mm -hmm. it's not coincidence. I, I'm meant to be here on purpose, for a yeah. purpose. 
I say that same thing all of the time, man. It's like there's no way I survived uh, uh, the amount of things that I went through um, and come out somewhat healthy. You know, I'm going to say somewhat healthy because obviously we all got our own traumas and baggage that we carry from past experiences. But uh, God made uh, the huge transition uh, uh, for me. And it's something I'll forever be thankful for. I was just having a conversation with somebody in Charlotte and I was just telling him, I says, listen, man. Bro, you've tried everything else besides God. Right. Why not right. try God? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yo, I'm I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. I'm like, yeah, you tried everything else but God. Try God. Because, you know, it one for me, it helps to keep me super humble and balanced. And just realizing that the small amount of time that God has given to us is not just for us. Right. And that's one of the things I liked about you is like your focus is always on bringing other people together. You know, how can I create these other opportunities for other people? It's going to it's going to help me in a way, but I'm also going to be the bridge for other people to get to the resources and the opportunities that they're looking for. And I think uh, uh, there's a word that comes to mind. It's altruistic, you know, the unselfish regard for the needs and interests of others. And I think about that when I think of you. But a lot of that goes back to that to that story you just said. It was just like, you know, I'm here on purpose. Right. Yeah. For a reason. And uh, no matter how much we try to run away from that purpose, sometimes just like I got to let us. But if you like, <laughs> eventually you're going to be back. You're going to be right here where I need you to be. So, yeah, man, like saying that just, you know, wanted me to add this to it. And it's, it's, you know, ever since I was two or three, everybody was calling me little preacher, little preacher. And uh, I don't see myself as a preacher, never seen myself as a preacher. And as I got older, I was 19 and, and, you know, a prophet prophesied on me and said, you, you, you preach. I was like, nah, it's like, you're going to start preaching. At that point, I was already doing things in the church. I was already in the choir and leadership, everything I was already a part of. Um, So at 16, I would, preach here and there, but never nothing consistent wise, you know, like, oh, this is what he, this is who he is and this is what he does. But at 19, it really took a turn and I really started preaching. Five, then I got into personal training and then that changed. But everything, like you said, everything led up and it it just prepared me and, and guided me and gave me that foundation for the next thing. And it could just prepare me for the next thing, for the next thing. Yeah, so it's like each each zenith point, each each zenith point, it, it was a breakthrough to the next thing. Nice, nice, nice. And it's interesting. Uh, and actually, nope, I'm gonna hold that one for later. I was about to say something else because you had already mentioned a uh, zenith point, but I'm not going there with you. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> uh, um, uh, let me see, man. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna break down uh, um, uh, uh, you, like. One of the things, like I have a huge uh, um, adult audience my age, you know, uh, 30s, 40s, but I'm known for the most part for being a mentor. I've been a mentor for over 20 something years. So I have a young population of people that I work with. So for all of my guests who come on the the back community, I always try to tap into your younger self, right? It's just like, what are some of the things that you wish someone would have encouraged you to do? Or what are some of the things that you wish that you know now that you wish you would have known then? So here's my first question along those lines. So uh, JD, thinking about thinking about your younger self, right? Yeah. What is something that you wish someone would have told the younger JD, the younger Jeffrey, uh, uh, that you know that you needed now, but you didn't know then? So if you could go back, what would you say to the younger version of Jeffrey before he was JD? Man, I would say step out, step out. Uh, don't think about anyone else, especially when you grow up in the in the Haitian household. And I'm saying that to a lot of our Caribbean folks, a lot of our really strong, you know, our our folks that are in the diaspora that come here into America. You know, a lot of times we grow up in this education system. And then when it's time to step out, we think we 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 don't know we don't understand certain things or oh, can i can i go to school in north carolina or should i go to florida sometimes we don't know it's not it's just a, a there's a little fear there it is it's you know then your parents is like no stay local why would you want to go out there and mm. plus you don't have the finances all the way to say yo you know what i could go over there and i'll be just fine i'm gonna make it 
I think that's what I would get to my younger self. Like, yo, listen, you know, you know, you know when you know. Jump, jump earlier than later. Jump now. And and I I I believe that would have helped me change my trajectory sooner than later on. I mean, everything happens for a reason, but I think you know by the time I started realizing it. That's when I started. I, I realized it a little bit later, not too much later, not like 10 years later, but just a couple of years later. But I, I think for sure earlier on would have helped me a lot more, you know, just talking about mindset and just, you know, being able to handle certain things. I, I, I would tell myself, my younger self, like, look, listen, it's OK to be nice. It's, you know, it's OK. You grow up in the church and you, you be a certain way. But. At the same time, still be very assertive, still be very firm. You know, don't let anybody, just because you're nice and you look like the church guy, don't let people think that they could get away with anything. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I think that's for us sometimes having such a big church background that can easily be taken advantage of. People automatically want to take advantage of it. You know? And just just realizing, like, hey, the right people won't do that. The the right people stand by you no matter what. Hell's a high water. No matter there's 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 an ugly side to every single one of us. There's an attitude side that shoot T. When you get that attitude, they get out the way. Get, get out, out the, the way. way. You know, saying nobody want to see that T. But at the same time, it's it's those people that still with us after those storms after those 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 breakthroughs what i would say are those zenith points because those those are the points after you go through your your point where you feel like you could give up or everything can happen. that's where you have the max the, the the max growth after those points right there i believe you know those are the true people that are your warriors you, you know those are your pillars that that's going to be around you and remind you of who you are when you when you hit another challenge okay Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, 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 a huge part of your success has everything to do with who you decide to keep yourself around, right? Some of us stay in the place of comfort, right? Uh, we don't believe in disruption, as my uh, pastor said a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, I made the transitions from being kicked out of school, from running the streets, from hustling, uh, uh, to being able to go to a way to college in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina and change my life, to go over to live over in Africa change my life. Right. And it's just like, you know, like you said, you know, just being able to believe that, you know, one, starting back with what you said before, I'm here for a reason. And yeah. I got to be able to walk through these opportunities that are in front of me too to get to where God is ultimately trying to bring me to and, and grow me and grow me towards. Right. But because I didn't grow up, I'm not going to say I, I didn't, uh, I didn't always go to church. Right. So, um, my a lot, a lot of my understanding came from my mom, but it wasn't until I got older that I realized what she was baking into me came from out of the Bible anyway, right? And I was, I was like, oh, oh, you little trickster. So you know, but as I got older, I was just like, oh, I thought this came from her, but no, she she remixed this from out of the Bible. So, but that foundation is everything, man. And I think that you know, in our younger selves, uh, especially as uh, 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 black men, yeah, like we end up we end up being conditioned to to say, hey, this is how you got to be. Go chase the tail. Go oh. go get as many girls as, as you want to uh, get, you know, be the toughest person, right? And it took me a long time to realize that, you know, that tutelage wasn't really the correct tutelage for me, right? It yeah. was like, it wasn't what I needed. I seen the results of it and it was just like, okay, enough is enough. I got to go find something else. Right. So, but yeah, that confidence building comes with, sometimes with mentorship, uh, you know, having somebody else uh, uh, lay it out to you in a way. So now when I'm working with other people, I just tell them, I said, you know, I know the world is telling you, you got to be this way. You know, I mean, you got to have 10, 15 girlfriends They're like, man, I did it. But actually, you know, you can probably save yourself a lot of uh, headaches and heartaches by right. just deciding to to go another path, go the narrow path instead of the wide path. Man, I didn't know you lived in Africa, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, changed my life, man. Changed my well life. Part what part? I, 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 so so I was in northern Africa. I was in Morocco. So right. uh, yeah, I studied Arabic. My um, I studied Arabic my freshman year, and uh, right. that that gave me the opportunity 
uh, to go study abroad. So I ended up going to study at a, a university called El Akhwain University. That's in the mountains of uh, Morocco. And I ended up going there and I started uh, picking up French while I was there too. So yeah, it sucks right now, you know, but uh, I did it. Oh, nice. Can you still, can you still speak uh, Arabic? You like you? Uh, uh, Khalilin, as they say in Arabic, a little bit. So I can still get the, your basic form uh, formalities out and, you know, uh, uh, hi, how are you? How you been? Stuff like that. Other than that, shut that thing down. <laughs> oh man! But uh, in your area now, there's a lot of people that speak Arabic, right? Especially well, in the, well yeah. So, so, so they, uh, they, they have pockets uh, 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 all over the place. But the one thing I learned about uh, Arabic, anyway, is that um, it's like so. There's so many different dialects of Arabic, right? So oh. it's just like if you go to Egypt. They speak uh, a different dialect of Arabic. If you go to Morocco, they speak a different dialect of Arabic. All these different places have their own dialects. So there's this one elementary uh, thing in Arabic called fusa, and it's like basic. So if you can if you can do fusa, you can get you you can yeah. get in anywhere for the most yeah. part. But yeah, so it's it's different. But here, you know, uh, for the most part, once I came back, I never really used it. And I, I got into learning Arabic anyway because the dudes in my in my neighborhood, all of the people who owned the corner stores were right. from like Yemen, Morocco, Iraq, all of these places. And I and I got close with those guys where everybody else was was making fun of them. I'm like, yeah. oh, learn English. Da, da, da. Nah, I made friends with them. I made friends with them. They told me about their country. And when I went to school, I'm just like, well, I studied Spanish from 7th to 11th, and I really didn't retain anything. So why not challenge myself to learn something new? And I took on Arabic. Nice, man. I, I'm real big on that. You know, a lot of my, uh, I speak to a lot of Sikhs, you know. Mm. So, so, you know, I, I I pick up Benjabi a little bit, you know. It's, I, I, you know, so when I see them, I'll say, Salsika, Kihala. You know, I, mm. I, I think it's so important. It's so important as us, especially as, you know, melanated kings, we have to, um, kings and queens, we have to tap into culture, yes. you know, way, the way, the most, the most uh, opening and connecting way, you know, I think truly, you know, if I can give a secret as a global connector, right, the most connection you can have with someone is being able to tap into their culture and sharing that with them. Even if it's just one word, that one word is enough to, create dialogue and, and, and really connect, have a connection with that person, especially if you're in a place where, you know, not everyone is that culture, you know, you're in an area where not everyone understand or they make fun of you, you know, or they don't even bother with you. They just look at you as whatever. I always find a way or find the, the, the type of time or the culture to, to get in, tap into that culture, to know something, to understand it. And, and I, I think language is the biggest thing that is the biggest um, driver of connection you know i like it i like it and e e even if you don't know the language right if you got right. an open mind right so like um my arabic wasn't the best when i was in morocco my french wasn't the best but i had an open mind and some of the other students that had went over there at the time they did it's like oh this ain't like home or whatever i had an open mind so i found other ways even outside of language like i use music as a way of connecting it was I, i'm a big tupac fan man so but when I went there, they loved Tupac more than me. And I was like, what? I came all the way to Africa to find some people that love Tupac more than me? So yeah. you can use other things even yeah. when language is a barrier, right? Movies, music, you know what I mean? Ooh. So we got way more in common than what uh, separates us. And I think, like you said, when you start looking for those things, uh, you can really start to connect with uh, people and opportunities. But people people, be, you know, people be sleeping on that, J.D., Oh no, they'll sleep on it all day. But you know, I, 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 I find pride in that. I find pride into, like you said, to have a room, and you know, you're gonna see my boy from Nigeria in there. You're gonna see, you know, I, I find pride in introducing my Asian friend. I find pride in, in introducing my Puerto Rican friends, Dominican, or, or you know, Brazilian, or I got a Russian friend, and I, I find pride in being able to connect with them deeply in their culture, not mm. not in my comfort zone. But in their comfort zone, how do I step outside of myself and, and tap into your culture and, and be 
you know, Punjabi, whatever it is, you know, Indians, whatever. And and being connect with the food too. I think that's the other thing too. People slack at, you know, what I'm saying they don't. They you know they oh I, I'm not eating that. I, you know, you know so so many of us just look at stuff and just you we don't have an open mind just to try, understand. Ah, not me. And some yeah. people think it's disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, when you're like, listen, I'm offering you this, and be like, yeah. nah, yeah. nah, yes. nah, you can't do that. Uh, 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 take that in, eat that, <laughs> think about yeah. that later. About <laughs> it later, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, food is one of the biggest things that you can connect on too. You know, everything for a meal, no matter what the culture is, we can we can get we can get over a fight, we can get over business, we can do anything over a meal, like. Mm. It's, you know, it's one of the biggest things. Even Jesus had the last supper now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we going to break bread now. Come on now. We're going to break bread. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see, man. Uh, uh, before I go into my next series of questions with you, I have to, I like to do this thing called rapid fire. It's always midway through my interview. And I always like to ask uh, more of the questions, more fun questions. And the reason why I do this in rapid fire is because I think the older we get as adults, we be forgetting that we're still kids in the inside of us, right? We don't really allow people a chance to get to know us because sometimes sometimes people don't ask the right questions. But then another time it's just like, you know, we're more worried about our professional look than anything else. So I like to do this section called rapid fire while I ask a series of questions, nothing harmful, I promise you. But uh, it'll, it'll, it'll allow the world to get to know JD a little bit better. You ready? I'm ready. I'm All right, ready. so I can't say nothing. This is 60 seconds of rapid fire. Ooh. All right. Uh, my first question is, who is your favorite music group? Favorite music group? Ooh. G-Unit. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, if you were to choose a favorite uh, shoe or sneaker, uh, 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 what uh, what would the, uh, the style of shoe be? What sneaker would you choose? Uh, I like Kobe's. I like Kobe's sneakers. Yeah. Kobe. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, if you had a favorite cheat meal to go to, I know you're a big fitness freak, but uh, you got to have a cheat meal. So when is your cheat day? What's your go-to? What's your cheat snack or cheat meal that you like to go to? Well, I'll say, you know, since I cut out meat for the last, for a long time, it's been over 10 years. So my cheat meal in that is goat. I love, I, I love mm -hmm. me some goat. Damn, go. Oh, man, this game over, bro. <laughs> All of that, though, went out the window. You said what? And a lot of my friends be like, yo, uh, that's, yo, uh, um, that's me, bro. And I'm like, it's a different type of meat. This one right here ain't the same. It's not like chicken. It ain't, it ain't like none of that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it's not processed like all the other stuff. So mm -hmm. let's get along with this. But that would be it, right? Okay. He said, yeah, give me my goat, man. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Uh, who who would be your favorite actor or actress if you had to choose out of the long line? Ooh, ooh, that's a great question. Oh man, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep because I always wanted to become an actor. And who did I, who gave me that inspiration? You know what? I'm gonna say someone. I'm, I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna say someone mm -hmm. outside America, and I'm gonna say someone in america outside of america there's a guy in my in, in haiti called jesse fly and a lot of people might know him even in america mm -hmm. they might know him too. but jesse fly he was a comedian on on um in haiti and he's still a comedian now but he was the guy that i would see all the time i thought he was hilarious i'm like yo i would love to be on tv and do that um that's for haiti in america man for some reason denzel come to my mind denzel come to my mind a lot and, and and I don't know if Denzel would be, I would I, it's something I never really think about. Mm. But I like Denzel. Okay. Denzel. You can't go wrong with Denzel. You can't go wrong with Denzel. You can't go wrong with this one. Uh, Denzel. Last question for you in rapid fire: If you can choose any place in the world to live, where would it be and why? Oof. Wow! These questions are real. Oh man, I, you know, you can't be the global connector and just want to stay in one place, man. Fast. Place. Ah. Ooh, wow. 
you know that's a tough question for me because I always think about that. I think about that all the time. And my answer to it is always like, yo, I'm gonna live in a couple of places. You know, I can't just mm. name one. Um, if I had to live in one place and why, I it would be somewhere in Africa. It would be somewhere in Africa. It would either be and, and I, I I don't know, I don't know yet where, where it would be. It would either be Rwanda. Mm. Uh, Tanzania mm. or Cameroon. Mm. Um, the, uh, Rwanda because it's just so so peaceful. I mean, the, you know, there's like one crack in the whole Rwanda in in one road. You know what I mean? Like everything's so clean, everything um, efficiency. You know, business wise, what they're doing out there now, the the economically, what they're doing out there now is like Texas right now. They they're mm. just. They're, they're their own world and within the African um, economics. But the, the president, he's very, you know, militant. He's very technology-based, very smart guy. I like, I like, I like their leadership. I love, uh, and another leader that I like in Africa, too, is... Uh, I know what you're about to say. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We, uh, I, I just had the biggest conversation about him with somebody in Charlotte. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yo, that's what's up. Yo, you you tapped in. You tapped yeah. in. You tapped. I love that dude, man. I, when it what comes he, to, thir he's 34. 34. 30, 34, yeah. 34, bro. Like, there's no, there's no, I mean, I know I'm not supposed to go down the rabbit hole, but if I could just touch on this for like two minutes yeah. or five, let me, because we might need five minutes just to talk mm. about this. Oh, 34, and you running a whole country. What he's able, what he's, what he has done, and and with Burkina Faso, mm. hasn't been done since Thomas Sankara, and that was what in the eighties, seventies. Mm. This is it's been near forty years. Okay, what this brother has done, and and he was only been in power for like four years, and he took what he has done so far for 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 his country has took his country from twenty years back. 20 years forward into the future. Like it's just mind blowing. And the and how attentive, detail, how loyal the people are, man. It just charged me up. I'm like, man, if I ever, if I ever become the president of Haiti, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find that brother. Like, yo, listen, tell me, give me the guy. And even, even, even in business, like that's somebody I would love to. If there's anybody I could meet just to interview for like 10 minutes, yeah. It like yo, listen. I want to know how did you detail the way that you're moving? How the 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 way you have the the people are behind him, of course, a hundred percent. But the things that he has done, the way he talk about our generation, the way that he's like, look, listen, we're we're tired. We're done being 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 slaves. We're done going to other countries for opportunities. We're my generation. The leaders ahead of us has disappointed us. They had they have let us down. And you know what? That's what we're asking for. We're asking for the opportunities. And we're going to make sure that we bring the opportunities here. And we're going to bring the processing and everything here. I mean, this leader. I mean, I'm I, 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 I fired up, like, just talking about the leader. <laughs> Yo, like, this dude came up and tear the place down. And then you have other countries like Mali and Niger that's, like, taking on to his, his leadership, too. And, and and he's younger. Yep. They're all connecting together. He's making sure he's supporting them. I'm like, nah, this dude is, he's another he, this he, Different, uh, different. You know, I, different. I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. But uh, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Okay. I like Cameroon, too. I love the food. I love Cameroon food. I love Nigerian food, too. But something about Cameroon and the people and the love. But their, their culture and th the food, man, is so am amazing. But the people... Mm. It, too so I, it would be I, I don't know but it would be one of those places. one of those okay, okay. One of those. you can't you can't go wrong with those ones those are good options those are good options <laughs> let me see man I'm gonna ask you my favorite question in four seasons uh whenever I interview anyone this is probably my favorite question to ask um everyone has their own definition of it but JD if you were to define success what does success mean to you Success means to me what, what Abraham Toure. 
I, I, I would say Abraham Toure is, is the meaning of success. Being able to uh, impact and have a such, whatever you're doing. I mean, we all can have that same impact in whatever it is that we're doing. To impact bigger than yourself and to impact people the way he's doing and, and that to change, to change trajectory. Mm -hmm. Like, to have such a big impact that you done took people from 1980 to all the way to 2023, that's exactly what he done did. He took them from 1980. They were still stuck in the 80s and the 70s. Yeah. Technically, that's where they were at. And then he done took them from there to the 2000s to 2023 where we are now. I mean. And he's only 34. So I've oh, taken you back oh, further. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's it's that to me, that is success to have an impact bigger than yourself and being able to. Uh, yes, you, you you I'm not going to say you sh money does is not involved in it. No, we won't want to all have an abundance life financially, health, uh, uh, health wise, all those things. But um, to be successful to me is that the you, your your success means that the people around you and the community around you and to inspire like I'm inspired when I like you said, like, yo, would you, like, you know what I mean? Like the minute I was about to say the name, you already knew. I'm like, that's that's inspiring. That's like, yo, yes. That's 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 what I want to leave, man. Like, like you know, like Tupac said, I may not be the one that changed the world, but I want to. I the guarantee I'm gonna spark the brain of the one who will. Come on, come okay. on. Okay. So, oh, 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 listen, we over here globally connecting right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we want to take, take people to all different. <laughs> Who's these guys? People gonna want to do their homework after this, man. Listen, do your homework. Look what is happening in, in in our world right now. Our world is completely changing from from Africa all the way to Haiti. Our world is completely changing. You know, people uh our melanated brothers and sisters around the world are looking at themselves and saying, "Why aren't we self sufficient yet? What's going on? Like why?" What's, what, what's been happening in leadership in the last 30, 40, 50 years? And who's been keeping us? Who's been keeping it that way? Who does it benefit for us to be that way? And they've been questioning those things. And not only they just question, people been questioning those things or making complaints, but now people are taking action up on those things. And I'll give you one more leader too that is very inspiring right now. A uh, young woman by, uh, her name is Bertude. Uh, I forgot her last name. But her name, her, if you look up on Instagram, her name is Bertude. And she has uh, a, a nonprofit. She's an educator. And and um, and that could be someone great to have on a platform, too, because educate. I'm on it. I'm on it. Hey, oh, boom. Hey, listen, we connect. We're going to connect the dots. If I could get up for you, my brother, I will, I will do that. I will I'm willingly accept it. Yes, I'm going to make the connection. But she is, she's right now in Haiti and she, you know, the whole thing came up with building a canal in Haiti. I don't know if you know anything about that going on in Haiti right now. But basically, to long story short, for people that don't know, right now the people of Haiti has risen up, and there's a canal that runs that separates, uh, that connects. Really, it connects Haiti and DR together. And they, the uh, Haitians were supposed to, the Haitian side were supposed to build a canal probably for the last eight to 10 years. You know, there was an agreement between them and DR. Hey, this is the plan for, for, for it. You know, we're going to do it. Okay. And the last president that was, uh, that was there, he started the plan before, before he became president, he was already working with it. And then when he became president, he's like, look, listen, I'll make sure this thing gets done. He had engineers fly in from Colombia, all different type of places, Colombia and Mexico and, in Cuba, all these guys are there to make sure, hey, this thing is going to be built. It's going to be built efficiently. It's not going to affect the water at all. Mind you, DR already has 11 canals running through. Um, and basically, these things are running through from, from there to their farms and, their, and all, all around, you know, to make sure they get water and, and, and be self-sufficient. So Haiti's like, yo, listen, we need to do the same thing. And, you know, the, there was an uprising against it. You know, the government of DR... The president shut his borders. He, he no fly zone for Haiti. No one can come in, and people can go out, but that's it. Then he shut down the market, so there's no trade happening between Haiti and DR. And you know, Haitian people just said, "No, listen, we're not having it." You know, the diaspora stood up, 
And the people of Haiti stood up and they started, you know, hey, you're not going to allow us to build this all because over a canal that they were building. Like, listen, if the government is not going to build it, we're going to do it ourselves. You know, they've been begging, hey, we need this. Hey, the farmers need this. We don't want to depend on another country. We don't want to just depend on other places uh, for our food, for our uh, efficiency. No, we want we want to have our own. And there's nothing wrong. You know, so now not only they're, they're building one, but they started building a second one. And, you know, watching Bertu took took it upon herself, fly to Haiti, took her whole staff to Haiti, race started raising money. She now raised over a hundred thousand dollars and and is making a tremendous impact uh, on 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 the people of Haiti right now, man. So I really think we had a we had a great time right now to see great leadership happening. Whether it's melanated women or, or melanated kings uh, um, that are really doing big things from Africa all the way to the Caribbeans, man, it's it's, it's happening. I, I'm I'm just at awe at this time right now. Hey, like, hey, I'm smiling <laughs> right now. I'm smiling right now because uh, one, uh, uh, you've lived up to the hype of being a global connector. Because uh, we we over here talking about global issues right yeah. so uh but yeah I'm, I'm smiling and it's just like it's like we have more resources more knowledge than we've ever had and right and i think that in a lot of places and in a lot of pockets especially for black people we're realizing that you know you know we have a lot more power than what we ever knew and yeah. it's just a matter of you know being able to keep everybody on one accord without everybody trying to backdoor you or snap uh, stab you in the back because sometimes a lot of our downfall uh, uh, is with us and on us, you know, but I, I love it. I, like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a time for leaders. It's a time for people who are stepping up, who are passionate about uh, doing what they're doing. And we're getting a chance to see it thanks to the Internet, you know, in real time in all of these different places. Yeah, I, I think the the number one thing, you know, that I've learned watching global leaders, you know, you from the Gaddafis or, or even. Saddam Hussein, and it's not saying all these leaders were great, treat people are the greatest. But you know, when you look at a, a leader like Gaddafi, who was doing what Abraham Thuré is is doing, a Julius Malema, who is in South Africa, who organized, they have their foundation, their organization has a million people in it. Like, you know what I mean? To bring a million people together that will one accord, one message, you know, and be able to protect that leader. I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen, that we learned a lesson from watching uh, Gaddafi being betrayed, betrayed by another leader that was supposed to be a friend, you know, watching a, a Saddam Hussein or, or, or one of those people, you know, when, you know, they he, he couldn't be he couldn't be he had such a loyalty within his compound and he had doubles, too, mm -hmm. you know understanding how leadership work you know what i mean you gotta like they said mm -hmm. success leaves clues and it, to me more importantly it's about leadership yeah we in business we are we in whatever we in church what is the most important thing in all these organizations mm -hmm. the leader and if the leader ain't right nobody ain't right you know but watching uh, you know leaders great leaders that came before us like jean-jacques Dessalines, which is my great-great-grandfather but my great-great-grandfather was betrayed mm -hmm. You know, if there was betrayal, uh, you know, one of his generals, you know, killed him. You know, yeah. they they grounded him in, in, in a meeting. So, you know, having I think we watched those so many times happen. Now we're, we're understanding having really loyal people, having people that even if they're loyal to you, that they don't they're not making that announcement to the world. So that way, when someone else come in and they try to get you, they're right there to, to let it be. And I, that's one thing that inspired me with Abraham Touré, too, because there's been a, a lot of coups that's been tried after to 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 come after him. And it haven't been, and, you know, thank God, uh, you know, I pray even is on that brother. But, you know, and I'm, I'm just so proud of us that we're that we're realizing that we need to protect us. And a lot of times we need to protect us from us. You know, it's not protecting us from a lot, from, you know. The betrayal has happened within the space, you know, because they, like they say, not all, not all uh, skin folk is kin folk, you know. So, you know, standing that within us, we have to protect us is 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 keen and it's important. And I think we need to understand that 
and business. We need to understand that in family. We need to understand that in, in everything that we do. We need to protect each other from each other mm. that look like us and whatever. We need to protect each other and make sure that we're doing the right moves. We're we're advancing each other because the people sometimes the people around us they may come like they're 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 sheep, but they're really wolves. And, and we have to hang. We have to have some wolves around us to be like yeah got the wrong you got the wrong one yeah we, we wolves out here too you know but that leadership man and, and and us taking those lessons from the past applying them now i'm so like you know people always say like it, it, it you know at the time of their living like yo there's no better time to be alive than right now I really feel like that. Like I look at everything that happened before and looking at what's happening now and, and the leadership that's happening now, I'm like, wow, there's no greater time right mm -hmm. now than right now to be alive. Be alive. Right okay. Okay. Well, let me see, man. Um, I got, I got, I got, um, I got three more questions for you. I'm letting you go. Nice. 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 First Let's question is you, oh, you're into uh, faith. Yeah, uh, you got that ministry. You got the fitness ministry. You got real estate. I'm calling that a ministry too because getting people into housing and and changing their lives trajectory is 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 a ministry, right? Yeah. So, how do you find a healthy work life balance with all that you're doing? There's no such thing, right? There's, there's no there's no thing as as the balance is you know, making sure that you don't forget yourself and you don't forget those that love you and, and those that you care about and that you love and, and, and just finding ways to have them involved in what you're doing. I think that's the, the greatest life balance, the greatest work life balance to have is to, while you're making a move, you make them do the same move too. Hey, I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing it. You should be doing it too. Hey, I'm making this move. You do it right now. Hey, I, I found this bank that's going to get us 50,000. I'm getting 50,000. Yo, listen, go right now, apply, get 50,000. Hey, uh, you know, this bank is going to work with your credit score. You didn't think, yep, but boom, you're going to get this credit card. You're going to get, you're going to get that. Hey, I got a hundred thousand. Look, go get you yourself a hundred thousand. I think it's that and helping people to understand like these moves can be made, you know, and I think that's the life balance. Not everyone is in my line of business, so they may have that to give to someone, but it doesn't matter. What 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 are you what are you involved in? Even if it's even if you're reselling sneakers, they don't have to resell the sneakers. You can tell them, listen, you have $400. Give me that $400. I'm going to buy you a pair of sneakers and, and it's, the, it's the Yeezys. I'm going to resell them for $1,200. And now, you know, I, I charge you $200, but you done made, you know, mm -hmm. $8 more than, you know, if you would have just bought those pair of sneakers for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's well, whatever you in, teaching your family, you know, having them involved in whatever you in, how can we all go to another level? Like, that is important. And the work-life balance, find things that we share in common that we can do together. Some things is going to be just for me. You know, it's what I do. You know, I may go to the gym twice a day. That's what I do, though. That's You don't have to do that. But you're going to be working out, too. You know what I mean? You know, especially if, you, if you're my significant other. Yeah, you're going to get this work, too. Because I'm not going to be out here looking good and having a health. And then, you know. 10 years down the line oh you have diabetes or you have yeah. high blood pressure you have and i'm supposed to be a trainer and I, this is no this is we're all in this because i want you to live long too i want to enjoy this life with you too and i tell my family the same thing you know i, I tell them all the time you know my, my 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 extended family my cousins my aunt my uncles i'll tell them all the time hey listen you know my mom stopped eating meat because of me you know, once once I once I, you know, it was like, oh, listen, I'm not doing this anymore. I did that funny story. I did the Daniels fast. I'm gonna be quick, 30 <laughs> seconds. I did the Daniels fast when I was 19. And I saw the benefit. I felt the energy difference. I felt everything. And I'm like, wow, this is like crazy. I I feel so energetic. People are seeing me. They're like, yo, boy, you shining, your skin is shining. And I'm not wearing lotion tea. I'm not even wearing lotion. <laughs> 
thing here, boy. What's going on? I ain't got no cocoa butter on, no shea butter, no oil, no coconut oil, none of that. And they're like, yo, what's going on, man? You look good. And, you know, I'm like, I feel good. And I'm like, yo, it's the food. I'm like, okay, I got to put in work into this thing. What's going on? And, you know, I, you know, usually you do the Daniel's fast for 21 days. I did it for 30 days because, you know, you mess up here and there, especially when you first start fasting. And, you know, fasting is learning how to control. Fasting gives you more control over all your appetite, whether it's sexual appetite, uh, food appetite, mental appetite. It gives you control over your your appetite. And um, fast forward, I start studying. I start looking up doctors in the 70s and the 80s, letting us know, hey, the industry's changing. The dairy industry is changing. It's becoming more and more and more pushing things out there. And mind you, back then, there was not as much chemicals in the stuff that there is now. And they were warning, hey, get off the dairy. Hey, get off the meats. Hey, get off that. And years later, all these people have cancer. All these people have diabetes. All these people have high blood pressure. I'm like, wow, you know, and then, you know, I got into Dr. Savy, CMOS, and all of that. You know, I, I get into that world. I'm like, wow, this war out there? And, you know, and you know, my 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 mom, once I once I cut it off, my mom was like, yo, listen, you know what? You know, I, I'm cutting it off, too. And once she cut it off, she felt the difference, you know, and mm. started, oh, you know what? Now my mom, she's like, yo, she can't stand even to look at me. Mm. You know? But, you know, it's it's the it's that other thing, too. Like, hey, what am I doing to be my best? Doesn't mean yeah. that I live 50 years, 100 years, but I'm going to be my best right now, though. I'm going to be I'm going to have the most energy that I that I can have. I'm going to feel good. I'm not going to have any issues right now for right now. Doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, it's going to add 50 years to my life. And if it does, I'm gladly grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Bad and grateful that I had, that I did this decision to do that, but like you said, work life balance is included in all those things. You know, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm feeling great. I'm at my best right now. And if I want you want to be part of my life, you want to take this trip along with me. This is this is what I'm doing. This is how you can be at your best, also too. You know. Okay. okay. Final question for you. I don't think you said it yet. So, uh, well, uh, so I'm not sure uh, how old you are, but thinking about where you are right now in life, JD, right? I'm 40. Okay. Thinking about your life, all that you've accomplished, all that you've witnessed, all that you've gone through. What about your life's path are you most proud of? Ooh. <laughs> what about my life path? that I'm most proud of. Oh man. Man, I um right now I, I'm I'm proud of right now. I'm I'm proud of. I was just telling one of my best friends this. And and I I you know I I, I there's sometimes where I'm like, yo, I didn't want this journey. You know, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to, you know, I left Reading, came back. Like, yo, I wanted to leave Reading again and, you know, be out. You know, I'm from New York. You know, I wanted to be back home in New York. I, or I wanted to move to down south, you know, especially like Texas or Georgia or whatever. And, um, but then I, you know, I start looking at everything that I've done. And, you know, especially leading up to the moments with the, with the, the bosses and brunch and being able now to, walk into the chief of staff of the mayor you know that's my right that's my brother that's my also my frat brother too so being able to walk in certain rooms now you know i was in the state rep office today and he's like you know i'm telling him about some ideas of some things that i want to do for the city you know another event and i'm gonna make sure I, you, you're gonna be deep you're gonna be in that yeah you're okay. gonna be all okay um so when i'm telling him like hey you know i'm gonna do this he's like look listen everything you need you're gonna have to be able to say that and, and know that I'm going mm. to have that type of support and be able to walk in any room and different organizations. Hey, let's try to do this. Hey, that didn't work. Hey, Jeff, I want you to be in these rooms. Regardless, no matter what, I just want you to be in these rooms because yes. your voice. Uh, man, I think that's the biggest thing I'm proud of, just being able to step out and and walking, walking in it. You know, I... I 
couple months ago, a pastor told me before I did bosses and brunch, uh, a pastor told me, he said, listen, man, you got, you just got to walk in it. You know, God wants to do big things with you. You got to walk in it. And that right there, you know, then after that, just like a month later, I did bosses and brunch. And then, then we started trickling on to other things that I'm doing. But I, I, I say that's, that's the biggest things that I'm proud of right now, being able to inspire others, being able to add value for others in multiple ways, not just, not just in, um, but with my connections, with, with mm -hmm. fitness, health, uh, you know, mental health with, with, with finance, you know, being able to help people in, in multiple ways is, is, and, and staying, staying true to it right. when I, I didn't want to do it, you know, when all, when all hell was breaking loose, you know, staying true to it. You know, I, I, I find that staying true to it and holding your ground really take you to another level. It birth something else out of you that what that's what makes me want to be more of the global connector to to help people um at a at a higher level to get to whatever they need whether that's the credit funding whether that's the health whatever that's what helps me to be able to do that you know because i know artist moments when i didn't have nothing i don't have nobody i you know i found god and i stay true to the purpose that's what takes me to the level i think that being able to be that for others um, really makes me be like, yo, I'm proud of that. I, I can be, yeah, I'm proud of that dude over there. I don't, if if I'm looking at me and I don't know me, I'm like, yo, I'm proud of that dude. I like, he's just, that guy is just true. You know, I like it. I like and it. Beat myself to everyone, you know, showing up at 150, having that energy, you know, no matter who it is, it could be the, it could be um, the homeless man that, you know, always showing love. I, I, that is, I'm, I'm well, well, I'm proud of you. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm sure that the world is proud of you, um, and I'm also sure that God is proud of you. I think it's, it's like I, I learned this saying a long time ago. It's easy to create success for ourselves. It's harder to mirror that success in other people, right? Yeah. But when you're on a path to help other people at the same time while you're helping yourself, right? It's 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 bigger. It's bigger than you. And they say if if your dream is is only consumed or you're the only person that's a part of your dream, you got to dream bigger. So that's why we're dreaming bigger for season four, the ba uh, back community podcast. Um, uh, I actually I uh, 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 I gotta I gotta ask this 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 final note. Not even a real question. Tell me tell me what it is that you uh, that you're listening to, that you're watching, that you're reading that inspires you because you're a person that inspires others. And I think it's important for us to know what it is. How do you take in on your day to day to keep you inspired? So what are you reading? What are you listening to? What do you recommend? Boom. And then um, I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm reading right now the the great CEO. The great CEOs are lazy. I'm, I'm reading that right now. And I, I'm, I'm, and it's just talking about, you know, how we become better leaders, you know, um, finding people to do the things that, uh, you know, letting go. A lot of leaders have issues with this right here. Letting go because they want to be in control of everything. They want to do everything by themselves. They can't have a team. They can't do this. They can't do that. Um, this right here it has taught me to let go and be, be, be a better leader. Like, you know, hey, don't control everything, but how to push, how to find the right people, put them in the right position and help them to see their vision, their purpose and what you're doing. So this, this book I recommend, what am I listening to? Um, I'm listen. I listen to in my AM when I'm driving to the gym, I, I listen to a lot of Reverend Ike. I don't okay. know if you know. Okay. Nope. Nope. You don't know what Reverend Ike is? Nah, uh -uh. I listen to Reverend Ike. I listen to Miles Monroe. I listen to E.T. Um, who else I listen to? I, I listen to a whole bunch of motivational speakers. Um, um, William Hollis. I don't know if you know who William Hollis is. He he, mm -hmm. guy, he, motivational speaker. He blew up. He's doing his own thing now. He's doing his thing. Um, he actually, I used to train him. One mm. of my, he's doing his thing. Um, who else I listen to? That's what I listen to when I'm on my way to the gym. Yes. My old, all that type of stuff. 
Uh, Miles Monroe changed my life. Miles Monroe is really one that really changed my life as a leader, as um, he was also a pastor, but really on a global scale to understand that what you do, you can do it on a global impact and impact governments and impact people. Um, that's one guy I look up to for sure. Um, I listen to, a, you know, like, like we're talking about, I like watch what, who, what we're, what, who, are, what we're doing around the world, what we're doing around the world, you know, um, from Abraham Toure to Bertude and in the, the Caribbeans to, you know, the, the leaders of Niger, the president of Rwanda. I, I love listening to those different leaders because they are there, they're changing the world and we can be in tune with people that look like you and I that are yeah. in on a global scale, then I, I I know that if I'm not getting what I need right here, there's somewhere I can go. You know what I'm saying? There's somewhere I can go where they're, they're making a world difference and I can be at value or, you know, I don't have to get stuck in one place and mm. think that it, this is the end all be all. No, I know there's somewhere else that there's people impacting and, I, and, and inspire me, make more of an impact here or pick up and go and say, you know what? Uh, I want to add my services over there. You know, once my time run out here, okay, cool. I got other places. Yeah, I got other places. Got other places. Well, listen, man, JD, I can't thank you enough. Uh, thank you for extending me uh, your time on the back community, uh, bro. I mean this. Uh, you're a positive dude. Um, I love what you got going on, but I'm excited about for what's about to be happening next for you. Thank you for sharing your story with us on the back community. I can't wait to get your story out to the people. Um, uh, and, and, and until and, until next time, man, I know I'll be back up in Reading soon, but until next time, man, keep doing what you're doing and stay positive and I'll play catch up with you later. Yeah, man. Appreciate, appreciate the love. Appreciate you, uh, you know, adding me on here. Shout out to all the alphas and, and all the brothers out there. You oh, know, six. <laughs> Got out, shout out to all my brothers, everyone that went to Lincoln University, you know, all the places that impacted our lives. You know, I, I want to thank, 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 thank everybody, thank everyone, and thank you, my brother. Appreciate oh, oh, the connection. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It took its own road. You know, I was like, man, where am I going to get on here, man? I was like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was like, what, 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 what's the date? Am I missing the date? Did I did I miss the date? I'm like, no, I didn't miss the date. He's like, no, this is your date is coming up. I'm like, oh, okay. Nice. I'm ready. I've been That's ready. Right. That's right. So we say, so you ain't got to get ready. Uh, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. But That's listen, right. man, I'm gonna let you go. I'll play catch up with you later. Thank you as always. Peace. Peace.